Hi, and welcome to episode 247 of No Crying in Baseball, the low-hanging fruit episode. My name's Patty, and I'm here at Three Stars with my friend Potty Mouth. Hi, Potty Mouth. Hey, I am so glad to be back. I got back early this morning or late last night, depending on how you count. I think it counts as early this morning. It was definitely way after midnight. And here we are at our lovely local Three Stars Brewery on their last day of operation. So we knew we had to record today. We knew Three Stars was closing today. We knew we had to get our asses here quickly if we wanted to get decent beer and a decent seat. And so, you know, we're good at recording in breweries, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. And like Three Stars is really special to us because it was like one of the first breweries to open up close to us. Now right. there's, you know, everywhere. You can't throw a rock without hitting one. And, but this has always been, like, this is the first, and it's, it feels a little bit like home here, even though I haven't been here since, you know, the before times. Yeah, it's super shitty because, I mean, they had beer at, they have, I guess, had beer at Nats Park. They had the, the new Chillum Light, which is the, the best light beer that I have had, I think, ever, probably. Which, which is what Junior Potty Mouth is drinking right now. Oh, I'm just smart, letting you know that. Yep, smart yep, kid, smart kid. Um, Yeah, so it's, um, you might hear a little bit of noise because it's really boisterous here today because, yay, yeah. the people are coming to pay their respects, and I'm glad they're, get, they're getting sent off in a great way. And, you know, beer and baseball, my friends. Right, and, and luckily we have some tech support, so hopefully our beers will magically refill mid-episode. How about that? I love it. On today's show, Potty Mouth has been back to Fenway, so brace yourself, everybody. Our boyfriend report features walk-off bingo and water wings. What the heck is Derby X? Or is it Derby 10? We don't know. There's no draft evasion here. We've got domestic and international draft news. We've got girls baseball, a minor league conspiracy, and the World Baseball Classic. That is covering wide and far. Sure enough. Well, it's a good thing I'm drinking low-hanging fruit, which is a very delicious sour because I'm going to need it to get through all this. I'm also drinking a good sour. It's actually a collaboration, and I wish I remembered the other brewery involved. Do you know? It's I called don't know. Birds of a Feather, I think, but it's also sour, and it's lovely. Although, I'm going to go hard and bitter for my next one <laughs> because I just survived uh, some time in Boston. No, I love Boston, and I got to see my dad, who was very excited to see us, and we went with our Yankees fan friend for part one of our odyssey we went to Fenway on Thursday night and we watched what is you know in an unbiased sort of view it was a good game it was it was fun there was a lot of I mean it was Fenway Fenway at with a Yankees Red Sox matchup it was packed it was loud it was totally a scene and the Yankees won. Duh, Yankees won. Did you have to protect your Yankees friend at all? Like, was he in danger at any point? Or did he cause danger at any point? So, weirdly enough, there were a decent amount of Yankees fans there. And They're so he everywhere. Made some, he made some friends. We made some <laughs> friends from the get-go. And it was, but, but it's, I don't know, the rivalry has definitely gotten to be funner you know it's not I'm just gonna beat you up it was it's more of ribbing each other and it was it definitely added to the field at least the Yankees fans that we met I will say I will admit they were pretty decent people they were very friendly and they were enjoying their time at Fenway Park but you know we've been building up to this for a while me wanting to go to this game and why, why now for the Red Sox to be falling apart, essentially? Because they had been doing so well recently. You know, there was just that huge boost. And at this point, it's a pitching issue. The Red Sox have nine 
pitchers on the IL, including more than a full rotation. I mean, six of those pitchers are potential starters. And also Matt Barnes, past closer. Although he had a rehab outing in Florida, you know, at the lowest level, I think yesterday or the day before, and did super shitty. He had uh, three runs on and three hits in one inning. And I think that's all he lasted. So I'm afraid he's broken. I'm definitely afraid he's broken. I'm afraid our starting pitching, I don't know. I have faith in the old guys. I have faith on in Michael Waka and Rich Hill. I think they just need a little time because they're old guys. You know, you just got to pace things a little bit. Chris Sale is a whole nother fucking story. So oh my God. he had, I mean, he had his rehab in Portland. And then it was at Worcester is the one that you probably all have seen because it's just like breaking the internet. His temper tantrum in the, what do you call that? The, the, the clubhouse. It was not, but it was in the hallway. So okay. because he, he, he pointed out that in the past, he has been known for having these temper tantrums, right? When he was on the Red Sox, he cut up all those jerseys because he didn't like them. And so he, you know, just overall, this kind of gives me the little heebie-jeebies about sale. And so he, he pointed out that he was told that was it in the tunnel. He was told before that he should not be doing these things in the dugout or in the clubhouse, but he should take it into the tunnel, which is where he was ripping shit off the wall, which included artwork and apparently a TV as well. Yeah, he's buying a new TV, he said. But I, you know nice. what I don't like? I, why, why does he have a place to do it at all? Right. Throw the hell up. I mean, like a lot of times we talk about having the veterans around yeah. so that the, the rookies, the younger folks can learn from them. I don't want them learning anything from Chris Sale. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is not acceptable behavior. At all. No. At and all. His first reaction to it was very defensive. And he said, and this is the quote that I love, if you want me to act like a normal person, you've got to treat me like a normal person. And it's like, dude, I, I think they are. They're treating you like a professional pitcher and you're like freaking out like a seven-year-old. But then he kind of came around and, and admitted to it and said that it wasn't the way that he should be acting. But he sort of said, it's who I am. Like, this is who he is and this is how he gets out his frustration. And that's like, you, do you want to really teach this to little kids? Like, think about like your little leaguers, right? Yeah. You want to teach them that when they have a bad, a bad outing and what happened to him actually that caused it is that he walked five guys. I'm not sure if it was in a row, but the last walk walked in the run in 3.2 innings. So that's not the message you want to get out to kids who are watching him. And also... Tell me who's cleaning up all that crap. Right. Who is he going to stay around and clean up after himself? No, he's not. He's causing more work yeah. and unnecessary work for a lot of people. And I just, I got no patience for yeah. that. Well, to follow up on a thread that you had started before about what big leaguers should be doing when they come down to the minors, he did buy all the players and staff both lunch and dinner that day. Good. I do not know if it was Chipotle or Lobster comparing about <laughs> or the, somewhere the in between that we were talking before with, yep. with Max Scherzer versus Steven Strasburg. Mm -hmm. But at least he knew what to do to be a, a slightly decent person. You know, the other thing, of course, that I have against him is that he's fucking unvaccinated. And so, you know, that's if we bring him back with if he does make it back, it's going to be a liability for the Red Sox when they're playing against Toronto, for sure. And just as character, just as character. And I, I really hate it, especially with all this Yankees talk that I'm doing <laughs> and is happening this week, um, that the Yankees are now fully vaccinated and the Red Sox are not. So that that just hurts. Ouch. So despite all that bullshit, 
they're letting him start this Tuesday in Tampa for a wow. major series. Wow. Yeah, I'm not. I don't feel good about that at all. I mean, a terrible outing and a, a terrible freakout. Yeah. What What about that gets him a start? I don't know. Yeah. His well, His resume. I think I think his um, heartbeat because. Yeah. <laughs> because okay. Fair enough. The, the Red Sox really need a pitcher. So the first time this is another interesting stat about the Red Sox. The first time since 1945. Four games in a row, they started a rookie pitcher. So wow. the first two did not go. So poor Brian Bayo, who is all pumped up and just did not do great on his first outing. And then we saw Winkowski on the good game. So, you know, he lost, but it wasn't terrible. Poor Connor Siebold got brought up just to get slammed on Friday. And then Cutter Crawford, bless his soul, last night actually had a really good outing. And the Red Sox won which is a huge relief because my, my fear, of course, with this whole thing, and especially because I'm going to the Evil Empire next weekend as the series takes another breath in the Bronx, is I didn't want the Red Sox to get swept at Fenway and then have to go to Yankee Stadium. Yeah, it's ugly. That would be very, very ugly. Really ugly. So who's a hero in this situation? My baseball boyfriend from last year, Jeter Downs. And it's funny because, you know, anybody else, you're chanting his last name, but they're chanting Jeter. Jeter is his first name. But I think I, they enjoy the irony. Yes. Yeah. I love it. So now we have a hero named Jeter. So Jeter Downs, because of all this, like, uncertainty with what's going on with who's playing in the lineup, he got brought up. So we're recording on Sunday. He got brought up last night an hour before the game. He was in the lineup for the Woo Sox. Wow. Got stretched from that lineup. Just, you know, Worcester's not too far from Boston. Went up the Mass Pike and ended up pinch running for J.D. Martinez in the eighth inning. So as a pinch runner, he scored to tie up the game. So very much excitement. We're driving back from Boston at this time. We're following the game. We've got the Yankees fan friend in the front seat. There's a lot of emotion running wild. And it goes into extras. And in the top of the 10th inning, New York pulls ahead five to three. And we're actually at a rest stop charging a car at this time. And we're all pacing all over the place, super nervous. Jeter comes to bat. So this is his second MLB outing this year, period. And he hit his first hit, his first hit in the bottom of the 10th inning against the Yankees uh, to drive in my current boyfriend, Jaron Duran, who had not been doing squat, honestly. At that point, it's five to four. He's on base. He's the second guy on base. There's one ahead of him. So when Verdugo gets the winning hit, Jeter was literally the winning run of the game. And he, his smile, like ear to ear, and his quotation is, you can't write a better story. Yeah. So that makes me feel a little bit better. There's a game tonight that you guys all know how it ends, and I don't. And I'm just going to hope, because we actually have a, a starting pitcher who's experienced, Nick Bavetta, tonight. <laughs> we'll see what happens. But... All that, you know, my, my sort of byline of this for the Red Sox, you know, they've got to they've got to get solid, and they need to hang on to Rafael Devers. I mean, Rafael Devers just made the All Star team. He is the heart and soul and aspiration of the team. And when I saw the game on Thursday, it was six to five. All five runs can be credited to Rafael Devers. Dang. He RBI'd all of them. There's a lot of Red Sox fan uh, joking about Garrett Cole being, I don't know, Rafael Devers being his daddy, like basically like making fun of Cole because Devers keeps hitting off him. But, you know, Cole shut down the rest of the team. So I don't think anybody should making, be making fun of Garrett Cole at this point. He was a very good game. Um, I had wanted to stay 
one more day, but unfortunately, for, for a variety of reasons, we weren't able to because at the Woo Sox last night and Friday night was Kike Hernandez oh rehabbing. No, oh, no. Yep. So Kike was there both Friday and Saturday. Garrett Whitlock was there on Saturday, and Evaldi is pitching there tonight. So the Woo Sox are the place to be. But Fenway was still an amazing, it was just fan, it was fantastic. Just the vibe, the singing, the screaming. The next morning, of course, I woke up all COVID paranoid. I was like, oh my God, my throat hurts. And and husband said, that's because we were yelling really loud last <laughs> it night. It was a good way. Yeah, a sore throat for an absolute good way. Speaking <laughs> of which, Tech Support is arriving with oh. our next round of beers because Tech Support wow. is the best. Which one, which one is mine? Is it? Just wait, <laughs> just wait. These are, so there's, a very lovely golden looking foamy thing for me Thank and you, definitely sir. a lightly carbonated sour thing looking <laughs> for Patty and Mr. Potty Mouth has a lovely glass for Yeah, we're going to we're going to well. give you we're going to leave you a big tip later. We mm -hmm. promise. We promise. Thank you. Right. So really the last thing I'll say about the Red Sox, I know this is like a lot of, you know, I just came back from Boston. You got to give me a break. But it took about 2.5 seconds or actually I wrote down how much time it was before my father lamented they should assign Schwaba because Schwaber's doing so well. We have a hole at first. For the he Phillies. Could, yeah, yep, yep. He, the, not for the Nats, no. not for the Red Sox, for the Phillies. Yeah. Yeah, a shit ton of home runs is what he's doing, and we need somebody solid at first base. There are rumors, especially as we had talked about, I think, last week, about Josh Bell's tenure at the Nats looking kind of iffy. There's some, some stuff going on about maybe the Red yeah. Sox wanting... Josh Bell. Yeah, we're going to be talking about um, the the draft and getting close to the, the trade deadline. And so rumors are flying about a yeah. lot of things right now. So um, hold on to your your baseball caps because it's going <laughs> to it's going to get a little crazy. It's going to get a little crazy. I have a couple of quick things about um, current boyfriends and people we might look at for um, future years for boyfriends. Um, we welcomed back my um, my sort of a wall as far as decent bats. Um, uh, Blue Jays boyfriend a week or two ago. I'm going to welcome right. back Corey Seeger from the Rangers who had kind of a slow June and all of a sudden my phone is lighting up with Corey Seeger home runs again. Um, wow. So June was not great but in the past seven days alone um, Corey Seeger has an OPS of 1.345 including shit. five runs on ten hits, three home runs and seven runs batted in. So thank you Corey. I've not missed bad. you and my stats have missed you. Um, my Adley report of the day is he finally got his first home run at Camden Yards, which um, I saw on a tiny screen, not on, um, not in person, but it still makes me really happy. It was past Thursday um, versus the Angels. And daily, Junior Potty Mouth and I have the following yeah. conversation, which is, the O's are fun, right? Yeah. Are they good? I think the O's might be good. We say those things every single day. They are currently on a seven-game winning streak. We're recording during their Sunday game, which they're currently winning eight to two. Holy shit. So, you know, I'm at a wooden table. I'm going to knock on it and hope that yeah. holds because, oh, my freaking God. That's amazing. They had three walk-offs this week. And I now have a walk-off bingo card for all the ways the <laughs> Orioles can walk it off in extra innings. So far, I have seen a walk-off walk, a walk-off error, a walk-off hit by pitch, and your regulation walk off because of a hit. And I was joking about, I was joking right. about like, what are the things that are missing from my bingo card? And one of them is like a walk off balk. And we were laughing, like how silly is that? Wouldn't you know it? The um, the Reds walked off the Rays in a balk. They had a balk off a on Friday. It's, it's the twenty third balk off in 
history. So if you have other ideas, I, the only ones, other ones I can think of that I need to complete the set are like a passed ball or yeah. a wild pitch. If you guys can think of other ways somebody can walk it off, please let us know over social media. We'll give you that information later, but I right. want to complete my bingo card. Hey, so my... Um, my uh, my Marlins boyfriend Jess Chisholm um, just became the first player born in the Bahamas to make the All-Star team as a starter. He is the um, starting second baseman for the National League, although he's currently on the 10-day um, injured list oh, no. with lower back strain. So we don't know if he's going to play. And he's like, oh yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I'm totally going to play. And um, Kim Ang has expressed the opinion that we've heard before like about winter ball and stuff. It's like, uh -huh. you know what? We need you for the season. Right. So it depends. You may get to play, but we're look, we have that the, the all-star game is fun but it doesn't matter right. for the team so yeah. the jury's out of whether he's going to play or not but it's still a pretty great honor to be that first guy mm. that first maybe guy maybe he'll get pulled really fast so I have, I have two ideas on that like maybe just give him a one at bat and then that's that's your show right and the other thing though is like where is the party in the bahamas for the the watch party for this game oh for it's sure gotta be a fucking blast that's can you imagine be Let's go to that. Let's yeah. find it. I bet if we just show up in the Bahamas, we'll find it. We just I need, bet there's more than one. We need little umbrellas in our drinks. We need, you yeah. know, we still could do that. Yeah. Oh, we You know do what? That. We could still do that. Let's, we don't even need the sand because the sand's hard to get out of your shoes and stuff. But we could just have um, right. I'll, I'll bring the umbrellas. We need to do some sort of thematic all-star. We need to think about this, yeah. how we're going to watch the So that's going to be next week. So oh um, ne God. next week's show, we'll tell you more about our boyfriends in the in the all-star game and things like, and futures and, and all of that. Um, the last thing I want to say is I'm not claiming Julio Rodriguez, but I'm just saying he, he did things this uh. past week that make him absolute boyfriend friend material so um, this past Friday um, so he's he's a, a top candidate for rookie of the year plays for the Mariners Friday versus the Blue Jays he was digging so hard for a triple yes. and then stumbled and kind of flew and looked like he was trying to swim to third base we have talked before about guys like getting under tags looking like they're doing like you know side stroke yeah. or something to get there he was doing a whole flail so I'm drowning close. swim thing so that and, and so he got tagged out by former boyfriend Matt Chapman but the next day his team do did a chalk outline of him at the place where he stumbled and put like police tape around it and did That's a whole cute. thing to like make to just kind of like laugh at it and so he came out wearing water wings like those little inflatable floaties so totally leaned into we're having yeah. a good time we I gave it my all didn't make it this time but in the meantime you know he's got 15 home runs he's leading the American League with 21 stolen bases so he can afford to once in a while have an embarrassing you know wipeout and then make fun of himself yeah. because it's a game and he did he retweeted that too with like a little swimming emoji and a little smiley face yeah. emoji or something like but what a good guy yeah and what's super shitty is i can't believe i didn't pick julio because we did pick him or at least i did pick him for rookie of the year yep yeah but well good you got a really good shot at winning that you have a very yeah. good shot of winning that yeah just before we get through our boyfriends if anybody's been hanging out with us uh this far and you're a little clueless what we're talking about our baseball boyfriends we talk about every week they're guys we pick in the off season and we go through it and we each pick one guy per team because they're cool there's something fun about them and we tell you why so if you're interested in the backstory on say jazz chisholm or adley rutschman or corey seager or um, even Kike Hernandez or, or Jeter Downs go back into our back episodes and we can tell you all about their life. It's super fun. So one thing that caught my eye this uh, this past week was Derby X or Derby 10. I think it's Derby X. I think it's Derby X. And I'm not sure how many... I think that means extreme derby. Uh, yeah. You think? I think so. Because We're going to go with that. It's, it's this sort of play about making baseball 
international, making it accessible, making it fun, making it exciting. And I think they did kind of a wacky, crazy, fun job in it. My only uh, like sad comment about it is, do we really need something else for the Yankees to win? I mean, I'm <laughs> suffering through the Yankees beating two games out of, for the Red Sox. And the Yankees, for whatever it is, like the Yankee team of the Derby X, won this thing, of course over the Red Sox in the final by one fucking point, 42 to 41. So the way this th this was a competition, a home run derby, a type of a home run derby that happened in England, in the UK, as part of, you know, expanding baseball to other places in the world. After England, they're going to do another one, and I have it in my notes somewhere. I know there's one that's going to be in Seoul, and there's going to be one in Mexico City, and they haven't announced the fourth location. But apparently after all that, then they're going to have an absolute championship. I don't even know if the teams are going to stay the same. And I don't know who thought of this. I think it's like this would be something that you and I would think about at a brewery with a couple of beers, that we would come up with teams like this. Like, oh, let's put four people on the team. Who should be the first person? Oh, how about have a legend? Let's have a, a legend as the first person. And then the second one, well, we got to have a woman in there because we have to show people that women are playing baseball. And then a rookie and a wild card. So the rookie was somebody from Great Britain in their development system. So also like building up the local talent. So I'm guessing that's going to change in the other locations. And the wild card is somebody who's good at another sport that's not baseball. Okay, I'm kind of loving this. It's so cool. I love this setup. It's so cool. And there's one I know right now that I got wrong, and I'm trying to think of which team it is. Because you know what? The corrections department will. There's um, going to be we'll a corrections department because there's one that I got the the female player wrong because they got subbed in. So I know for sure about the legends. The Yankees had Nick Swisher somebody that I do not have fond memories of, yeah. but apparently he's a super good guy. When he came up, he like lifted a bat that was painted with, um, with the, what's the colloquial name for the British flag? The Union Jack? That would be it. Mm -hmm. That would be it. Over his head. I'm here so, for you, always. Like, thank you so much. You've got all the knowledge. All the knowledge uh, of the, use, the useless knowledge, yeah, well, sure. It works. You know. it, see, I'm good at trivia. There's use in. There's use. We've, we've found a niche. Um, so he's he's playing to the crowd, and then there was also I think, and this is one that I wrote question marks for. So so Reed like got back really really late last night from Boston and did my research sort of spotty, but I believe that there was somebody from the Mexico women's national softball team on the Yankees uh, rosters, so to speak, as well as a Mexican gymnast. Um, so that would be the other sport. I got the rookie. I think do I is that four? I'm I'm losing count. For the Red Sox, Johnny Gomes, who is a huge character who not only got World Series with the Red Sox, but also when he went over to the Royals, got 2015 World Series. So he's got a couple rings on him, had a blast, along with Paige Halstead, who was in the 2016 Softball World Cup, and Liv Cook, who was a British football freestyler. Go figure. Uh, the Cubs had Giovanni Soto, I think Alex Hugo, with his, which was in the USA teams in both softball and baseball, which is a crazy feat. 
and Spencer Owen. And I there here's my my lame notes. I'm not sure which sport he represents. Finally, the Dodgers, Adrian Gonzalez, who I love from his Red Sox days. Ashton Lancel, who we talked about in this show a couple years ago when she started playing college baseball. Right. But she's actually been a huge star for the USA baseball team. And Yungi Kwok, who's a speed skater, and we've seen that crossover before. So, I don't know. Go figure. These are the teams that they pulled together. They got 25 pitches for an at-bat. And the difference here with what we're used to for our um, home run derby is the defense. They, so while one team was batting, the other team could be out in the field catching. And there was like a catch zone. And so if you caught a ball that another team hit that wasn't a home run, your team got a point. Oh, that's not, awesome. I that love crazy? that. Yeah. And then apparently you could, as you were batting, choose your hot streak. And so for those five pitches in a row, you could get double points if you hit the home run. But the other team could get double points if they caught it. So crazy <laughs> rules, which I love I'm it. totally behind. And I think there was, there was oh, there was a fan zone. That was the funnest thing. So fans could also get out and catch balls in their area. So there's interaction. It was all day. It was noon to 9 p.m. There was really good-looking food. There I'm was thinking music. it would take that long just to read all the rules. I think so. <laughs> I think so. So I don't know. I want to go. I don't know. Where are we going to go? Seoul or Mexico City? Yes. Yeah. I think, I think, yeah, I think world traveling for baseball is the thing that we do. We're going to retire soon, right? We're going to be independently wealthy and retire soon yeah. based on no information whatsoever. I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. So. somehow it's going to happen. Thank you. And, and just as a note, I, my math is bad, but it's not quite that bad. I was reading three names for each team and thinking that it was four, but that's because I didn't have the names of the rookies. So they kind of came in last minute, and I feel, I feel or at least last minute to me, they weren't on the... the MLB hype, but there were a lot of rookies from Great Britain who deserve a lot more credit than I gave them, so maybe I can stick them in the notes or talk about them next week or something like that. <laughs> Power to them. All right. Okay, so um, the draft is coming up. Remember, um, in 2021, the um, the the Major League draft oh. moved to, like, the All-Star time, right? Yeah. So it, it moved to July. So this year's draft is going to start on next Sunday, the 17th, and go through the 19th. And I just want to review a couple things real quick so you're ready for it, because if you remember during the CBA negotiations, they talked about how to change the draft. Those changes mm -hmm. are going to take effect next year. So this year, um, we're sticking with the previous rules, which are the team that goes first is, you know, they're going to go in reverse of last year's final standing. So Ooh. the Orioles, again, get the first pick. But in future That's years... Great. Starting in 2023, that's going to be different because remember, uh -huh. one of the things they wanted to do with the CBA was um, they, they wanted to take away the incentives for teams to tank. Right. Right. So if like you're guaranteed the first draft pick, you might say, all right, we're too far out. We're not going to try anymore. We're yeah. going to sell off our guys. We don't care. We're going to get the, the you know, good young guys for next time. What they're doing now, starting next year, is the 18 teams that don't make the playoffs, there's going to be a lottery to determine the first six picks from those huh. 18 teams. And then there's a whole other algorithm for how the wow. other um, draft picks fall in line at that point. But it takes away a little bit of that incentive to just just completely tank for the rest of the season if things aren't going right. Um, eligible players for this draft, this the standard MLB draft, are either from or attended school in the United States, U.S. territories, or Canada, right? Everybody else is an international either free agent or 
put a pin in that. We're going to talk about the international draft in just a second. So that's who that's who's up, who's right. eligible for drafts. You either are eligible when you graduate high school, or if you attend a four-year college or university, you're eligible after three years after you enroll, or when you turn 21, whichever comes first. Okay. I did not realize this, that if you're going to a junior or a community college, you're eligible the whole time. Oh, really? Yeah, they don't have I the same rules because finish. it's not a four-year college, so it, wow. they just treat it as you've graduated like high from high school. school, and so anytime during that okay. period. So if you see guys, it's, oh, they went to so-and-so community college, that might be them wanting to get into that draft pool sooner. That's interesting. I so was not aware like, of that. That's incentive to go to a community college over over a four-year institution. Yeah, if you think you're ready. I mean, a lot yeah. of guys are like, you know what? I need to um, I need right. to get it together. I need more practice. I need ah. to like hone my skills a little bit more, and also more education, which we are all for because you know, right? As you know, not everybody is going to be rookie of the year, so you need a fallback, my friends. Um, if you are watching, the current projected number one pick is Drew Jones, son of Andrew Jones. So we'll see if that happens, but that's right now, and all based on numbers, Drew Jones is showing up as the number one pick on, on a lot of lists. Is Drew his nickname, or is that his actual given name? He's listed know? as Drew. So, it's interesting. It's the same spelling. That's well, you know, it, yeah, sure. I mean, they're not calling him like Junior, so I think it might be Drew and not Andrew. Wow. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, you know, calling it as I'm That's reading it. That's going to be fun. So we're going to talk about the international draft for just a second because we we talked about this briefly when we were discussing the um, the CBA, the bargaining agreement right. that was being negotiated during the 99 days of the owner-imposed lockout. And this was the one thing that they punted on for a deadline of July 25th. The league itself wants a draft for international ball players, and traditionally the players union did not want a draft because as soon as you impose rules, you depress salaries. But there are other compelling reasons to have a draft. So this is the first time that the union has actually engaged in, okay, if we're going to have a draft, here's what it should look like. So the union is like, okay, if we're going to have one, here are the things that need to be in place. So they have provided their counteroffer. The, um, the league itself had their initial offer way back during the CBA negotiations. So they have until the 25th to figure this out. What the MLB's counteroffer was, um, the union proposed a pool of $260 million to the top 600 players in a 20-round draft. MLB's initial proposal was $181 million. So again, like the union's like, all right, if you're going to have a draft, don't depress salaries. You yeah. have this money. Pay these guys what they're worth, right? Um, for both, and this has been the, the signing age, is they have to turn 17 by September 1st of their first contract year, right? So we see a lot okay. of 16-year-olds getting right. signed as free agents from you know all sorts of many different countries. So, okay, you need to be turning 17 the first year of a contract. The union wants this draft, if it's gonna happen, to start next year, next year in September. The league wants to wait until 2024. I'm not clear on why they would put it off longer because one of the things that they, that both sides wanna do is kind of combat the corruption, curb right. the corruption, which is rampant. Right. And this is interesting because some individual players are like, I don't want to draft because that, I mean, like I'm from the Dominican Republic right. and there's a lot of money to be had and this is going to limit that. Or, but other people are like, you know what, right now you've got trainers who pull 12 year olds, 12 year olds out of school right, and say, problem. I promise you that I'm going to take care of this and, you know, take care of your future and nobody, no other teams can ever look at them. Yeah. 
And when it comes time for the money, that trainer is going to take like half of the money that should go to that player. So hopefully if they can find a compromise where rules will be in place to protect these young kids from this corruption, but also not depress salaries for these players where this is life-changing money we're talking about for most of these kids. This is their whole family's way out of poverty for a lot of these players. Yeah, and I'd like to see more parity. I mean, the 17 age is good, but if we're talking about high school graduates here, then having, I mean, it, it would be nice if they could make it 18. I mean, it would be nice if the teams could be investing more in the player education and development mm-hmm. in those countries and in those training facilities with education involved. So maybe yeah. if you raise the age, teams will have to do that. Yeah, I mean, for sure, a lot of teams have academies mm-hmm. for these young kids. And right. there is an academic component to that, but they're all different. They're all done on their own. Yeah. Each team has their own different thing. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm not all for like rules for the sake of rules, but if it does provide equity, yeah. not depress sal- salaries, give these kids a chance to still have a life-changing windfall because they are exceedingly talented without lying, cheating, stealing, and, you know, otherwise, like, moving money around where it shouldn't go. Right. That would be a good thing. So if they don't come to an agreement by the 25th, things will stay as they are with more of, like, a free agency, you know, Uh sign up, whoever you want to sign up. But they could also, both sides could also choose to extend that deadline a little longer. But that's where things are right now. Those are the, the... things we're looking at within that agreement right now and why. So we're going to just file that under we're hopeful that things are moving in the right direction category? That's where we are. So I'm going to just jump on that and move that into girls baseball. Yes, please. Because we have the first annual is what we're hoping for, girls baseball elite development invitational happening right now, July 5th through 10th. Today's the 10th, so today's the last day of it. And this is another one of those combined efforts between USA Baseball and MLB girls development, which, hey, that didn't, it just didn't exist. It did not. A couple years ago. And it's been growing very slowly. This one is fascinating because they have specifically identified 64 players from the previous grit identification tours so this past year and what they're going to continue into the next year is have various events where they have MLB style workouts and they invite girls who play high school ball which is the, the exciting thing is that that has grown to be a, enough of a population. High school baseball? Yeah, high school baseball on the high school baseball team which is probably mostly boys because That's how high school baseball teams go. So focusing on this population and that there are enough of them to create this sort of elite training group where they're, so this weekend what they've been doing is is from those uh, grit ID tours, they have these 64 girls who are going into on and off field training. They're doing, uh, they're having access to coaching, high quality, like Anna Kimbrell, who is a nine-time national USA team participant, and others, former players, things like that, to just focus on this elite, essentially elite group of girls across the country and get them prepared for what's got to be future girls baseball or future women's baseball essentially and the cool thing that Anna Kimbrell said 
about her participation is that this didn't exist. So this is a woman who has been nine times in international championships representing the USA and saying that she didn't have this kind of training. She didn't have this kind of coaching. And so she wants to give this back to the next generation. So that, you know, another thing filed into hope for the future, that right now we don't have women playing baseball on the national level that much, except for when we have international tournaments, but hopefully, in the future, things like this and just have MLB behind it and them using training facilities is really important. So power to them for that. And also coming up on a broader spectrum is the, the group that we love baseball for all nationals is coming up soon, July 20th to 24th in Mesa, Arizona. And this is bringing in girls baseball teams from all over the country. And if you don't have a team to play with, you can go and you can be signed up with a team. And this year, for the first time, they're lowering the ages and including down to T-ball. They've got four to six-year-olds in Baseball for All. That's great, because these so, four to six-year-olds are going to be there playing their own game and then watching the yep. bigger kids and saying, I can do that. Yep. I'm going to do that. This is what I'm going to do next year and five years from now. And that's fantastic. I love it. So on a, a side note, my um, junior potty mouth is currently um, helping to run a, a baseball summer camp. That's so cool. And there have been just a handful of girls in each group. Oh, um, wow. A couple of them are older. Like Mostly it's like 7 to 15 year olds at total that are in the camp. Okay. And um, But usually the girls are younger, more like the 7 or 8 year olds, which is actually kind of cool because they're just coming in like, this is what we do. Yep. And the older, the older girls are a little bit more of the exception and have to prove themselves, but mostly my uh, junior potty mouth was saying one of those kids toughest kid on the field yeah. took a ground ball to the lip oh my god the lip open and did not want to come out of the game because i know I, I got that ball i am i don't want to ice i don't want to take no i'm i'm in That's, i'm in whereas like other kids wow. other kids were like you know, weeping and the, this kid was like the t this this little girl was the toughest kid there and which is pretty cool yeah it's pretty cool that we're you know that these kids don't see a barrier yeah. They're there. They're playing. I'm good at this. I'm just going to do it. I'm so Love happy it. about that because that just didn't exist when we were kids. Right. It didn't exist when our kids were kids. Right, which is amazing. I mean, just the recency of this and the, the exponential growth is super exciting for the future. I mean, who knows what's going to happen next. So when these kids get to the minor leagues, yeah. Advocates for Minor Leaguers is fighting like hell to get them, um, get them equity and fair everything. So I'm sitting here wearing my, you know, hashtag fair ball, oh, um, you know, bracelet from Advocates for Minor Leaguers. And last week we talked about the Senate Judiciary Committee sending like a bipartisan letter to Advocates for Minor Leaguers. Because again, minor league baseball doesn't have a union. So right now Advocates for Minor Leaguers is kind of serving mm -hmm. as that voice that unifies the players and can speak for them. Right. So they sent a letter saying, can you tell us how this antitrust exemption that Major League Baseball has works against minor league players. Why is it a problem? And they wrote back. Okay, so here's here's what they said. So Harry Marino, who's the, you know, um, in, in charge of advocates for minor league, I think this is the director, said, but for baseball's antitrust exemption, the current treatment of minor league players would be illegal. That is crazy right? shit. Right? What their letter in response called for was an expansion of the 1998 Curt Flood Act. So the Curt Flood Act took care of major league players. It got them out from under this antitrust exemption, allowed them to be free agents. It, you know, it didn't, it didn't really require them to be like tied to teams forever and have their salaries depressed. It, it opened it up for competition. People can bid on you and pay you what you are worth, right? So they're saying, okay, we need this to extend to minor league ball. 
and it said, they said, uh, as part of this letter, this would render illegal the entire minor league conspiracy, Ooh. which I love. Minor league conspiracy, both one, the owner's agreement to suppress minor league player wages and working conditions, and two, the owner's agreement to artificially limit the number of minor league teams and in turn the overall number of minor league players. Remember last year oh, the majors took man. over their minor league affiliates and cut the teams down by 40. So that eliminates a lot of a lot of opportunities for ball players to play. Um, so the next step is not clear. It could be that this the Senate committee could ask Major League Baseball to respond to those questions. How, you know, what do you see as the effect of this? It could be that they move to hearings. It's unknown, oh, that'd be fun. but it seems like <laughs> this is the most um, the most in-depth ex exploration as opposed to just sort of like dropping, like, oh yeah, we wow. should look at this, or, or threatening, you know, threatening teams like, oh yeah, we're going to take away your exemption if you don't do this. This, this. this could be real. We don't know for sure yet, but for sure the thing that is the most immediately effective part of this is the senators involved get to say things like, we need to level the playing field. They get to make <laughs> baseball puns. And that may be why they're doing it. I don't know. But I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that things may actually move. I want to see hearings. I think that would be fascinating. I would love For to sure. see Senator. I mean, you know, it's not like they have any other hearings going on now, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. No, like insurrections There's or any of that. Sure. Tons of hey, stuff where else, to do. Where else should we go see baseball? We should see baseball all over the world. I am super excited, and I know a lot of people have been waiting with bated breath for the World Baseball Classic to finally come back, and it's happening next year, and I'm feeling like getting those flight plans ready because I want to see this. It's so exciting. There are four groups. There are four teams in each group that are already set, but there are also a couple of tournaments coming up that you should be paying attention to. There's one happening in September in Germany, and of that group, there's gonna be two more. So basically, so there's four teams that have set, and then there's two more tournaments coming. So from each of those tournament, tournaments, there's gonna be two more teams that get spread around so that each group gets one more team. Does that make sense? I was a little worried about this math, but that does make sense. <laughs> math so is hard, but I believe in it. Yeah, there's going to be two teams coming from between Czech Republic, Germany, Great Britain, France, South Africa, and Spain. Just from this past week, I think that the hype in Great Britain is enough to bring them in. And I've yeah. also been following, strangely, Czech baseball on Twitter. I, their spirit is really impressive. So I think that the play is going to be, be going to be coming up behind that. So those are my predictions. Right now, I'm going down on the record from the Germany competition. I'm banking on the Czech Republic and Great Britain coming through. And then there's going to be another one in Panama between Argentina, Brazil, New Zealand, Nicaragua, Pakistan, fascinating, Dang. and Panama. Actually, Pakistan has been has had a lot of really interesting stuff going on on Instagram. Follow them, Pakistan Baseball. But Panama, you know, I, I just think that they're strong enough that they're going to make it, and I'm going to bake on Nicaragua as well. So that's my prediction. So the actual World Baseball Classic, Group A, is going to be... Taiwan, which is, so this is really interesting. So they're they're actually playing in Taiwan, but the team is being called Chinese Taipei because of politics. Mm -hmm. So I think it's weird that they can say that they're playing in Taiwan, but the team doesn't get to be named Taiwan. 
they are they allowed to call the location Taiwan? I, so that I don't uh, I don't know that they can. I don't know that they can. Me. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So Chinese Taipei is going to play along with Cuba, Italy, the Netherlands, and then one of the aforementioned groups will be playing in Taiwan. Uh, in Tokyo, are going to be playing Australia, China, Japan, Korea, and then another one of the the mm -hmm. winners from the the playoffs. And then Group B. There's going to be some happening in Phoenix that's not too close to us. That's going to be Canada, Colombia, Mexico, and the United States. Miami is where I have my eye and hopes for travel plans. I don't know. What a, a cool uh, group I as well. I don't care for Florida. I'd yeah. rather go to Arizona than Florida. Well, wow, they're both terrible places. They are not Sorry if the you live ideal. there, but I'm just talking politics. Yeah, I, I understand why Di Miami would be the host to the DR, the uh, Puerto Rico, which of course is another whole issue, how they get to be a, a separate team from the United States, Venezuela, and Israel. Like, I don't know, how did Israel get thrown in there? It's Who like knows? six hours closer by yeah. air. That's why. <laughs> right? Then to, then to, yeah. Yeah. Maybe I've got to look at the goal and do the, the globe and do little like strings from one place to another. But how much fun is that going to be? Of course, the lineups have not been announced yet, and everybody is doing like a what-if kind of light-up. Like, can you imagine right now the best major leaguers from Puerto Rico or from Venezuela? Like, these teams are going to be so much fun, and that passion that people have when they're playing for their home country, unreal, unreal. So follow the World Baseball Classic. We will keep you updated. Lots of fun things happening. Speaking of Taiwan, I just I have to tip my hat to the monkeys who have won the first half of the of yeah Chinese Professional Baseball League is what it's called, but this is Taiwanese baseball, the CPBL, and the way that their system works is the first half before the All Star break, champions play the second half champions in their uh, final championship. So the monkeys have clinched their spot. And if they win the second half, then all hell breaks loose, and I don't know what to say. But yay, monkeys. Congratulations to the monkeys. I'm going to go with yay, monkeys. Yeah. Hey, so, and right now, congratulations to Bono's um, boyfriends, because oh currently in our fantasy league, Bono's boyfriends is pulling ahead a it's little bit, a little bit over number two, Spicy Susie's Hot Mess Express, followed by the leftovers and iZombies for adults, which are a little bit neck and neck there. And then the super depressed A's fans holding on to that number five spot like a, like it's a lock. Nice. Then Karen's injured team. Karen has changed the name to Karen's injured oh, team, so I'm sorry about that. I feel you, Karen. Yep. Yeah, me too, for sure. Um, Deborah F's team is number seven. I'm still holding on to number eight, Patty's commission team, um, just above the kids. And then, um, oh, another team name change to, oh. um, yes, defense, good, offense, meh. <laughs> <laughs> Which I appreciate. And um, then there's Potty Mouth holding us yeah. all up on her back, and we appreciate you. I want to give a little bit of shout-out to our friend Deborah because she texted me last night after Carlos Rodon had a complete game for the Giants and have Giants pitching, saying that this should Yay. help your team, and apparently not enough. And then there was a little bit of online discussion about where do these points come from. There's a lot of confusion about how the points add up. Oh, do and I need I to said, address that? Because I, I do know. know. I okay. do know. If you do know. I didn't see where that conversation yeah. was happening. So Somewhere yeah. in the Twitterverse. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't go there. Because why? It's because scary. Because potty mouth takes yeah, care of that. I so I don't have to worry answer. my pretty little head about it. <laughs>
Sure enough. Hey, so there's all kinds of baseball this week. We're going places. Well, you're yes. going places. So we are definitely, well, at least we're planning on it unless the weather does something really crazy or the field does not dry up. We're going to go see Patty's. Uh, is it your second or it depends on how you count so right? okay so can I just say that I have been now officially referred to as bad luck because the last two oh, games shit. I was on the, the PA announcing the games were called partway through due to rain and I am now being blamed not only by the radio guys but by oh, my no. own child oh, as no. as the bad luck charm and I am not having it so because of one of those rainouts I am now I'm now not calling but announcing a double header on Tuesday and doubleheader have plans to attend that so if um, if you want to hear pieces of that you can check us out on patreon because what I, I'm gonna try to do I'm really gonna try to do this again is record some of Patty's dulcet tones and put them on our patreon page that's pa patreon.com slash no crying and bball I believe you can, sure you can find us go to the show notes there's gonna be really easy links there and then I'm shipping off not to Boston, but to New York City to go to the Evil Empire <laughs> to a game on Friday. And I'm going to wear my Red Sox gear and I'm just going to hope for the best. I have no idea who's pitching at this point, but I'm going to be in the Bronx. It'll be crazy. That's going to be awesome, and I'm looking forward to all of your reports from there. Yeah, I've got um, T-Bolts all the time, all this week. Lots of home games, provided the weather holds up, because right now tonight's game was canceled because of, I quote, ankle-deep water at second base. Welcome to <laughs> using, you know, county park fields as opposed to major league conditions. Um, also this week, I am watching carefully to see when the Orioles get to 500. They haven't been to 500 in a long time. They're now just like like two games wow. out of 500. So it could happen this week. I'm really excited. Things are happening. My household is excited. It, it, the AL East is just crazy. And frankly, if we were in the AL Central, I think we would be like five games out of right. first instead of still in last place. Yep. So it's wow it's fascinating to me but i think you know all of a sudden people are like i, I knock on wood several times a day yeah. i keep reading things of people saying hey we could get a wild card like nope nope knock 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 stop saying things out loud yeah uh, yikes yeah right. but it's pretty exciting it's pretty exciting hey so um if you don't have a thousand games to go to this week like we do please feel free to check those back episodes to look up our our boyfriends that we've talked about get their backstories i found out today that one of our thunderbolts is good friends with two of my baseball boyfriends what? previous boyfriend joey bart current boyfriend brandon marsh they all went to school together wow so how about that so read up on those boyfriends if you have um corrections for us um potty mouth will handle those or please just chat with us also um your nomination for our QHAR bracket, which we still haven't gotten together yet, please find us on social media. Potty Mouth, where can they do that? You can send all those nominations for quality hair above replacement to me at, on Twitter, it would be NCIB Podcast, Facebook and Instagram, no crying and b-ball. Excellent. Hey, um, if you have friends or family you think would like to hear us talk about baseball, please feel free to let them know about the podcast. And until next time, you should be getting your Second booster, you should be fighting the man. It's the right thing to do. You should be sending your game balls to Meredith and say goodnight, Potty Mouth. Good night, Potty Mouth. All right, we good? Sure, why not? Let's do a podcast. Let's plan a show.